بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد. So we continue with our lessons and the last time on our last lesson we started our discussion regarding shirk, the danger of shirk and that it is compulsory to stay away from it and that it is compulsory to stay away from the things, the affairs that lead to shirk, the affairs that lead to major shirk. In today's lesson, we will look at some of the means. Some of the means, it could be, either means could be in action or speech, that which the Prophet has prohibited, which leads to shirk. Okay, means that has been prohibited by the Prophet because they lead and can lead to major shirk. So, we understood and regarding shirk is setting partners <coughs> setting partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you are worshipping others along with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now there are things that can encourage or lead to that okay other things paths affairs uh, things that relate to speech and relates to action that if a person does them, can actually lead them to major shirk. Can lead them to fall into major shirk. So, from the beauty of Al-Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited any shirk and prohibited the things that would lead any to it. The things that would lead to it. Firstly, Shaykh Sallallahu Ta'ala, and he mentions, and he says, that the Prophet ﷺ, and the Messenger of Allah ﷺ, that he prohibited speech, okay, speech that would equate between Allah and other than Allah. And his speech, types of speech that would basically in it, it would mean that from the creation, that thing from the creation is being made and equal to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It says, for example, the saying, Ma sha Allahu wa shi'ta. Ma sha Allah wa shi'ta. Meaning, as Allah wills and as you will. As Allah and you will. Okay? Now, this has been prohibited for the reason here is the will of somebody has been made equal to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by the letter wa, and. So the letter and does not make any difference between what's before the wa and what is after the wa. And regarding this statement, the Mashiach, and the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore, these types of speech have been prohibited. Okay, and this speech in itself is minor shirk. It is minor shirk uh, can lead to uh, major shirk. And for example, they're saying, Lawla Allahu wa anta. 
if it was not for you and Allah, for example, if it was if it was, if it was not for Allah and you, such and such and such would have happened, or I would have not been able to achieve this and this and this. Okay. So he again, if it wasn't for Allah and you, making them equal. Okay. Making that thing that he's mentioned and that person and Allah equal in this affair regarding him achieving what he has achieved or what occurred. Okay, so this, the wa in Arabic has the meaning of taswiya, okay, equating, equating between what's before it and what is after it, making like a ruling between them, it is equal. And this we find, and in the chapter of Kitab Tawheed, which deals and with the saying Masha Allahu wa as Allah and you will. And this chapter uh, in Kitab Tawheed says Bab Qaul Masha Allahu wa shit. And Bab the chapter of the saying Masha Allah wa as Allah and you will. So here the chapter is and regarding the ruling. The ruling of this statement. Is it allowed? Is it not allowed? Is it shirk? Is it not shirk? Because Kitab Tawheed and is regarding chapters and is relating to shirk, still ibadah. So it mentions that a Jew went to the Prophet and he said, meaning that you commit shirk. And he think the Muslims commit shirk. تَقُولُونَ مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ وَشِئْتَ And you say, and meaning the Muslims, they say, مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ وَشِئْتَ As Allah and you have willed. As Allah and you have willed. وَتَقُولُونَ وَالْكَعْبَ And you say, and meaning the Muslims say, وَالْكَعْبَ By the Kaaba. Okay, by the Kaaba, making an oath by the Kaaba. By the Kaaba. فَأَمَرَهُمَ النَّبِي صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمْ إِذَا أَرَادُوا أَنْ يَحْلِفُوا أَنْ يَقُولُوا وَرَبِّ الْكَعْبَةِ وَأَنْ يَقُولُوا مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ ثُمَّ شِئْتْ So the Prophet ﷺ, he commanded that the people instead say, when they're taking an oath, that they say, by the Lord of the Kaaba. And instead of saying, taking an oath by the Kaaba, by the Lord of the Kaaba. And he meaning by Allah. By Allah. Who is the Lord of the Kaaba? Allah. Azza wa Jal. And likewise, he commanded them instead to say, and instead of saying, Allah wa shi'ta, as you and Allah has willed or wills, instead they should say, Allah thumma shi'ta, as Allah then, as Allah wills, and as you will, then as you will. So exchanging the wa to thumma, changing the and to then. Okay, changing the and and to then. Now the wa creates taswiya, making only two things equal, giving an equal ruling. Whilst thumma, thumma put things in order. So as Allah wills, then as you will. Then 
as you will. So here, with the word thumma, then, it does not make the two similar. It does not make the two the same. But rather, it makes the will of Allah Azza wa Jal higher and first and foremost than the will of so and so. So here, with the word thumma, it does not make any taswiya. It does not basically make the two things equal on both sides of the sentence. <coughs> so here in Kitab al-Tawheed, Mishik Salah al-Fawzan, and he mentions, وَهَذَا فِيهِ تَشْرِيكٌ فِي مَشِيَّةِ اللَّهِ So in that statement, basically, the... Allah has been given a partner honey, regarding his, in his permission, in his mashiyah, for something to occur. Meaning, if a person were to say, MashaAllah, wa'shitta, then he means, and whatever has uh, occurred, will not have occurred, except by the will of Allah and the will of so and so at the same time, together. But with thumma, okay, with thumma, it makes the will of Allah and he proceeds over every other and he person's will, the Mashiach. So in this statement, which includes Thumma, it does not associate any partners to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or any equal to Allah azza wa jal, and in his, in his will, in his Mashiach. And the Sheikh says, and this is, and his shirk, أصغر وهو وسيلة إلى الشرك الأكبر. That this is شرك أصغر for a person to say as you as Allah and you will that is minor شرك that is minor شرك and in form of speech and that leads to شرك أكبر and that leads only to major شرك. So because of this is minor shirk and it leads to major shirk, Al-Islam has prohibited it. Has prohibited only the people to say this, but rather use thumma. Rather, and he used thumma then. Secondly, the Sheikh mentions Naha sallallahu alayhi wa sallam alil ghuluwi wa ta'zim al qubur wal bina alayha. What is Raju? What is Raju? The Sheikh says that the Prophet has prohibited an Ghulu Ghulu has prohibited people to be excessive in their magnification of the graves and building on top of them and building on top of them and has prohibited lighting lamps has prohibited lighting lamps and placing them on the graves or around the graves and likewise, Islam has, or the Prophet has prohibited that uh, the graves should be built and on top of the graves, it should be and he built up, uh, up, up, up on top of it, like some form of 
bricks or any plaster or anything like that on top of it. Well, kitaba aliha and prohibited writing any on them. Prohibited writing any on them. So these things that the Prophet has prohibited here, and he, for example, prohibited putting any lamps, lighting, or candles, for example, any on the graves or around the graves, building on top of the graves by way of raising them, or writing on them, as prohibited because this leads to any ghulu, exceeding the bounds regarding any of those graves and those people who've been buried in them. And he raising these graves and beautifying them, which can lead any people to be excessive and leads them to worshipping whosoever is in that grave. Whosoever is in that grave. Some people have been given that tarbiyah, and he from young. That when a, gra a grave, you see a grave that is been built upon, is so beautiful, etc., etc., what it means? Something important, somebody important has died here. Somebody righteous has died here. And so and so. And that that should be taken as a place of dua and worship. So you find from those any people who have been brought up in that manner, wherever they go around the world, if they see a grave that has been beautified, raised and etc etc they then see this and they then end up falling into ghulu and worship and in those graves whosoever is in them they might know who is in them and they might been told or not but it leads to the people thinking that there is a righteous person and in there who was close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala etc etc and then they end up and he worshipping and he was great. So Islam and he prohibited these affairs, prohibited writing on the graves, uh, putting up lamps and he lighting, building on top of those graves like domes, etc., etc., and shrines. And basically, because this would lead people to fall into wulu and shirk akbar. And shirk akbar, major shirk. <coughs> Likewise, the Prophet prohibited prohibited people from taking the graves of as places of prayer, as places of prayer. masajid he prohibited that the graves should be taken as a place of prayer. Okay, or around the graves should be taken as a place of prayer. Or on top of the graves should be taken as a place of prayer. Because that leads to the worship of those graves. It leads to the worship of those early graves. And that is early quite clear. If a person and he is praying and is performing and he shud, uh, sajda in the direction of a grave as in front of them, that would lead Ali to the worship of that grave. That would lead to the worship Ali of that grave. 
and prostration is only performed for Allah and his subhanahu wa ta'ala. <coughs> Likewise, the Prophet prohibited prayer at the time of sunrise and sunset. He prohibited any prayer at the time of sunrise and sunset. في التشبه بالذين يسجدون لها في هذه الأوقات. Says because in it, in this, this affair of praying at the time of sunrise and sunset, it resembles those who prostrate and to it, meaning to the sun at the time of sunrise and to the sun at the time of sunset. Yeah. There were those and who, who worship the sun, the sun worshippers, and they worship the sun at the time of sunrise and at the time of sunset. Why? Because they see the sun to be so magnificent, okay, and they fall into gulu and regarding the sun, and they worship the sun as those times. Because why? The sun is so and beautiful at that time. The sun is so attracting at that time, seeing the the color and the greatness of the sun. So they used to take those times at the times of sunrise and sunset, and to worship the sun. So Islam prohibited that, prohibited resembling any those any people, and likewise it's been prohibited because that would lead to the worship of the sun. Because if a person is worshiping, let's say Allah Azza wa Jal at that time, and it is sunset, for example, and it is so magnificent and it is so beautiful, etc., it attracts a person, and the shaitan comes and puts a doubt in the heart of that person and diverts his intention, and to actually to aim your salah for the sun. Yeah, that can happen. So Islam has prohibited all of that to avoid these. I need to avoid resembling those who worship the sun and to avoid people being tricked into the worship of the sun at those and at those times. And number five. The Sheikh says that the Prophet ﷺ, he prohibited any people from traveling to places from Makan Amkina from a place to other places with the intention of worshipping and gaining closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He prohibited that people travel from one place to another place for the intention of going there to worship. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except the three masajid except the three masjids al-masjid al-haram which is the masjid in Mecca al-masjid al-nabawi the prophet's mosque in al-madina wa-masjid wal-masjid al-aqsa al-masjid al-aqsa so these three masajid people can go there and intending to go and to worship in those asajj why because they hold high reward 
the rewards of salah in those masajid are multiplied any more than the normal masajid so here the sheikh mentions any this and we find there are groups and from the jama'at which they travel to and in different places for the purpose of worship which they claim that the Prophet was here once and the Prophet he stopped here once and they tend to try and follow the trail okay, go to different any places and then taking those places as places of dhikr as if those places are any more special for dua to be accepted in it etc etc all that and all these affairs are prohibited and they lead any people to any fall into shirk into shirk some people might say no it is only merely any history knowing about the history and traveling and looking at those places but in reality when you see and you understand the aqidah of those people who do this, you will find that underlying it, they have shirk in the aqidah. For them, these places and stops are very important because it is in line with their aqidah and of ghulu, going to extremism regarding these affairs, and of course, and regarding worship in those places as well. <coughs> And the Sheikh says, likewise, and the Prophet prohibited al-ghulu fi madhihi, prohibited people from excessively praising him. He prohibited people from excessively praising him. But he said, La taturuni kama atra'ti nasara ibn Maryam, innama ana abdun faqulu abdullahi wa rasooli. He said, do not exaggerate in praising me like the Christians exaggerated in praising the son of Maryam, meaning Isa, Prophet Isa. Indeed, I am merely a slave. Indeed, I am merely a servant. Therefore, say, Abdullahi wa Rasul. Therefore, say, servant of Allah, meaning he, he is a servant of Allah and his messenger. And his, and the messenger. <coughs> and for a person, I need to avoid this, and the ghulu, that the Prophet has mentioned here, this exaggeration that you find the Sufis are upon. And he exaggerating the praise and he, the, of the Prophet Sallallahu and mentioning things about him that and he are words and phrases of ghulu. <coughs> to prevent this, a person and he must study the sunnah, study the narrations of the Prophet Sallallahu and stick to what the narrations say and do not exceed and go overboard. And do not exceed and the angle and the overboard for a lot of these jama'at and regarding the and the sufis 
They have a lot of exaggeration. They make a lot of exaggeration regarding the Prophet. And regarding what they say, he was light, made from light. And they celebrate his birthday. It goes on and continues. Starts with one thing and ends up with so many innovations that they have and he invented. But it regarding him with the Sheikh and it is mentioning is that this Hulu exaggeration leads people to worship the Prophet When people and he invent and exaggerate in his praise that leads to raising the Prophet to a station which Allah has not raised him to and therefore leads people to Ani, yani, worship the Prophet by way of making dua to him, directly to him. Making dua directly to him for their needs. Making dua for their calamities to be and lifted from them. Making dua to him for him to intercede for them and on the day of judgment. They directly and he make these uh, and he dua and supplications and request from the Prophet sallallahu directly and he directly and this of course and he what caused this and he before that started with wulu exaggerating regarding the and the rights of the Prophet exaggerating and he, in his praise in praising him led people slowly slowly to and he worshipped him and that honey, is something that is known amongst the different groups honey, which ascribe themselves to Sufiya, the Sufis. And the Sheikh mentions, and likewise the Prophet Sallallahu he prohibited that honey, people will, uh, that people should take places as places of aid in which and in those places in which uh, sacrificial slaughter to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been has been made okay for example in the time of jahiliya the certain places where people used to sacrifice and slaughter animals for their idols for their idols so islam prohibited people from and he going to those places and worshipping in those places and even prohibiting them from sacrificing and in those locations because those locations and they are connected to the practice of the people of Jahiliya in their shirk sacrificing and slaughtering and the animals for other than Allah is subhanahu wa ta'ala. So all of this, and you look at this, even the place that was, uh, this and the ship was practiced in and a long time ago, that is prohibited to go to these places or is prohibited to and he slaughter animals in those places because all that may lead to and shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Sheikh says, all of these things, the Prophet 
has warned against siyanatan tawheed for the preservation of tawheed for the safeguarding of tawheed and which is the oneness of Allah azza wa jal the worshiping of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he alone wasaddan lil wasail and likewise closing the doors closing the doors that lead to shirk that lead to shirk so preserving tawheed and closing those doors that may lead or actually lead I need to shirk. The Sheikh says, in spite of this clear clarification from the Prophet and the severe precautions that he has and he given, that the Ummah stay far away from shirk. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam amra The grave worshippers they opposed the sunnah of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and they disobeyed his commands and they disobeyed his commands and they fell into that which he prohibited them from and they erected domes on the graves and they built masajids and they built places of worship on top of graves and that they beautified and decorated the graves with different types of decorations then they gave those graves a portion of their worship and then they dedicated a portion of their worship and for those in those graves for those who lie in those graves mindunillah and besides allah subhanahu so they the grave worshippers they've gone and opposed the sunnah of the Prophet and instead of staying away from that which he has mentioned clearly in the hadith they and instead do not take this hadith either they reject them they reject them and actually they go and do exactly what he prohibited and then where does that lead them exactly to where he prohibited and he shirk led them to shirk led them and he to shirk major shirk qala imam al-allama ibn al-qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala ibn al-qayyim he mentions sheikh says whosoever puts together the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he regarding the graves. Says whoever and he takes those narrations that is mentioned when he regarding and he graves. And that which the he Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam commanded and he regarding it and prohibited regarding it. 
and you put together likewise what the companions of Muhammad were upon as regarding these affairs and the of graves. And likewise you put together with this what most of the people are upon any today. You will see that these two things are opposing to one another. What most of the people are upon today and regarding how they build on top of graves and how they and he magnified those graves, you will find that what the people, most of the people are upon, it goes against the sunnah of the Prophet and it goes against what the companions of Muhammad and he were upon. Totally and he against. And the Sheikh says, And these will never come together. It'll never come together. He says, the Prophet ﷺ, and the Messenger of Allah ﷺ, he prohibited salah, performing salah to the graves. And those people, and they pray to the graves. They pray at the graves, around the graves, and they pray to the graves. And the Prophet ﷺ prohibited that places of worship prohibited and in the taking of places of worship at the graves or on the graves and those people they build places of worship and masjid on the on the graves and they call them shrines and they call them shrines and they regard them to be the same as the houses of Allah and as the masajid. So they regard their shrines which they have built upon a grave. For them in their eyes, those shrines are equal to the masajid. They are equal to the masajid. SubhanAllah. And he says that the Prophet ﷺ, he prohibited that uh, the lighting of lamps and on the graves or around the graves and those people they actually give the money they sacrifice the money so that any lamps and light could be uh, and it could be placed on on those graves and he says that the the Prophet ﷺ, he prohibited that the graves should be should that he prohibited and that those graves should not be taken as a place of celebration. A place of celebration. And those people, they take them as a yearly celebration. And they perform rites. And he writes like a pilgrimage that they go to those graves. And they gather together at those Places, those graves, those shrines, they gather together as if they have gathered as they gather. And if for Eid, or even greater than Eid, the way they act, and how much of them gather together at those shrines, as if it is Eid, 
or that is greater than Eid for them. And he, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and he ordered for any graves and shrines to be leveled. He ordered that the graves and the shrines that they are leveled, and he leveled that they are not high; they're not built upon, as it's been mentioned in any Sahih Muslim, where any uh, Abi Al Hiyaj Al Asadi. He said, Qala, Qala li Ali, anhu. He said that Ali said to me, Shall I not send you upon that which the Messenger of Allah sent me? Shall I not send you upon that which the Messenger of Allah sent, sent me? Ala tada' suratan illa tamasdaha wala qabran. And he said that you do not leave and an image except that you break it. And except that you dismantle it and break it. And that you do not leave a high grave and a grave that's been raised, meaning built upon, except that you level it. So here we find in this hadith that the Prophet commanded Ali radiallahu anhu and he to destroy and the images of the idols and likewise the graves that they be leveled if they built upon them that they be leveled that be not that they not and raised and nothing should be built any upon them <clears throat> And the Sheikh says, I mean, Qayyim, he mentions that those people, they are excessive in opposing the hadith of the Prophet. Meaning they, they oppose it and they excessively, they go quite far and regarding opposing the hadith of the Prophet. Whereby they raise the graves from the, from the earth. They raise them to the height of houses, to the house of to the height of houses, and they build domes on them, and they build domes and on them, and likewise he says that the Prophet prohibited that anything be built on those on the graves, anything, and he prohibited that anything should be built upon any those graves. As he mentioned in the hadith, where and the Prophet and he prohibited uh, the building and the building and he on top of and the grave. And likewise, he says that the Prophet he prohibited that any writing should be and he written on the graves, and that likewise has been and he mentioned in the hadith. And he says, and he, he mentioned, and those people, they actually place signs and on, on the graves. And they write on them, and they write ayat from the Quran, and other than the Quran. And likewise, he said that the Prophet he prohibited that extra soil should be placed on, on the graves. 
Meaning, when a person or when the people dig up a grave, that only that soil should be placed on it. And that you should not take extra soil and from another part, for example, of the graveyard and place it on top of it. Because that what? What he does? It raises the height of, of the grave. <coughs> and he says again, and this has been mentioned in the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the Sheikh says, and this is a summary of what the Ibn Qayyim has mentioned, and the Sheikh says that Intahakala Ibn Qayyim Rahmullah Ta'ala that this is the and the end of what we mentioning regarding the kalam, the saying, the speech of Ibn Qayyim Rahmullah Ta'ala regarding that which occurred with the grave worshippers in his time. What Ibn Qayyim is mentioning here, this is what the grave worshippers used to do in his any time. And the Sheikh says, that after him, you see that the affair has gone worse. The affair has gone any worse. It's gone worse any to the fact that if you make inkar, if you dispraise these types of practices, then those grave worshippers, they see as if you are degrading their awliya, their righteous one, that is, and who is and he buried in those uh, graves. They believe that if you don't do that, it's like tanakus, it's degrading them. It's degrading them. So therefore, for them, they have to do this. They have to build on the graves. They have to decorate it. They have to put all of these things. Because for them that is and he praising and raising and he their, their wali that they claim and he is in the grave. But regarding and he, the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he, you find them they are negligent regarding the rights of Allah azza wa jal. When they fall into any sins, fall into shirk regarding the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you don't find them in pain. You don't find them thinking that is any disgraceful or degrading. You don't find them feeling the same. But when it's something regarding their graves, what they see as their wali, their righteous one in the graves, they get emotional. They get very emotional. But regarding the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you find that they don't feel the same. So as the Sheikh says, they see if they don't, uh, if you make inkar of what they're doing regarding their righteous one in the grave, whereby they build on those graves and decorate it, they find that is degrading. But when they actually commit shirk, <coughs> with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you'll find that they are not in pain they're not only fearful they do not see that as they don't feel the same so they are and you ready and they are easy and comfortable and regarding committing shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and going against the right of Allah azza wa jal 
So regarding the the graves that they worship, you find that they're very emotional and take it very, very seriously. If you speak against it or you do something against it. Yeah? So this is the reality under the Sheikh mentions. You find this that the reality. And when they go against again the Sunnah of the Prophet, they are at ease. As long as they're fulfilling their desire, they're fulfilling their aqidah, they're fulfilling what they are upon, that they're very satisfied. But regarding going against the Sunnah of the Prophet and Shirk, etc., you'll find that doesn't hurt them. They don't feel any hurt regarding these affairs. And the Shaykh says, Fala hawla wala quwata illa billah al ali al azim. So we end any with this. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in beneficial knowledge and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in righteous actions.